0: I'm John Robson, and this is the Climate Discussion Nexus Readout, Episode 5. Every Wednesday at CDN, we put out an email called The Wednesday Wake Up, and it discusses the big climate news of the past week, significant opinion, developments, science. And then in these readout videos, I take a few topics from the newsletter and offer some quick extra commentary. If you want more in-depth information, go to our website, that's nexus.com, and subscribe to The Wednesday Wake Up and look at our YouTube channel, because we've got lots of videos. Now, uh, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go down the street and hold up a bank. You see, after watching the news all week about climate activists blocking trains, shutting down Canada's infrastructure and the police simply standing around watching it all happen, going, my, that's interesting, I've concluded that we don't have to obey the law anymore. So why not go steal some money, especially as we're still waiting for all those big oil money checks folks keep insisting we're getting. Obviously, you know Charles Koch far better than I do. Tell him to send the money. Okay, obviously, I'm not going to go rob a bank and neither should you. For one thing. Stealing is wrong. This whole business of trampling other people's rights, just grabbing their stuff, shoving them and their concerns aside, it treats them as less than human. There's no social justice about it. Don't do it. Another more practical reason, if you need a practical reason not to steal, is that, of course, this exemption from obeying the laws doesn't apply to folks like you and me. It only seems to apply to activists and extremists on one side of this, or indeed of any issue. And if you're starting to feel that the situation profoundly wrong and unfair, you're not alone. You might even be tempted to get up and make a speech about it. But if you do, I hope you don't get shut down, the way Greenpeace co-founder Patrick Moore did when he was invited to a conference in Regina to speak about sustainability, then abruptly disinvited when the online mob suddenly discovered that he's openly critical of climate extremism. Despite having a PhD in forestry and impeccable green credentials, it seems there are some lines you just can't cross, at least not in one direction. Now, speaking of more, periodically I get comments on one of his videos that's on my own YouTube channel saying, hey, eh, he wasn't the founder of Greenpeace, but he was, as Greenpeace itself proudly declared until 2007 when it tried to drop him down the memory hole only to find that on the internet stuff gets archived. Here's the link, it's too long to read the whole thing, but it ends greenpeace.org slash international slash about slash history Founders. Founders. It's pretty unambiguous. But I digress. The point is, we're now in a situation where extremists and alarmists are not only loud, they're actually in charge in a lot of important places in society. You know, we used to assume that the influential people who make the important decisions are balanced, responsible, mature adults, who understand the need to have a growing and prosperous economy as well as a clean environment, to have the rule of law as well as social justice, and can be counted on to tell the rest of us not to be hotheads. Not anymore. And the strange thing is they seem not to have noticed that they've lost control and that we've gotten into dangerous territory. That's why our latest newsletter also looks at a recent op-ed that warns those middle grounders that they're not in charge anymore and tells them the world needs them to be so they better figure out a way to get back in charge. They've been trying to have it both ways for too long, thinking they could avoid bad PR and maybe uncomfortable conversations at cocktail parties by endorsing alarmism rhetorically while continuing to act in practice as if there were no crisis. And the rather predictable result has been that alarmism is running the table in public debate and then on public policy. What we need now isn't more of that soothing establishment rhetoric that sounds like a trombone. You know, bop, bop, bop. We need plain language. It's time for the reasonable people to step up and fight climate alarmism, something too many influential ones have been hoping they could avoid. They've been trying to duck the fight, probably because it's hard work they can expect to take a few blows in the process. And also frankly, I think there's been a certain arrogant assumption that they'd be in charge no matter what. Well, it isn't true, and it's time they stepped up. And one of the best ways to fight climate alarmists is to look at their history of predicting things that turned out not to happen. So in our roundup of science items, we take a look at the remarkable recovery of Arctic ice in the past decade that once again defies the model forecasts, not to mention lots of overheated projections from non-scientists like Al, the polar bears are all dying gore. We also look at the fact that northern hemisphere winters have been getting snowier in recent decades, even though models predicted that the opposite would happen. And we point to a new story about the world's ocean currents speeding up because of, well, what else, climate change. And of course, it's a disaster, even though for years, climate modelers have been forecasting that climate change would cause the world's ocean currents to slow down, and it would be a disaster. As always, there's lots more, which you can get by subscribing to The Wednesday Wake Up. And for more on all these topics, check out ClimateDiscussionNexus.com, Also look at our YouTube channel, ClimateDN. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and if you approve of our work, go to our donate page and make a one-time or monthly contribution, big or small. Every penny helps. For the Climate Discussion Nexus, I'm John Robson.